0: what is going on you constant listeners out there i'm coming to you from all the airwaves of the multiverse it is a krypton cast on the podcast from earth 2 where we review the episodes of the krypton on sci-fi and talk all things krypton and superman i am your host brian from earth 16 and in this episode we're going to be reviewing the episode of hope or called hope keeping it real What's going on all you constant listeners? Man, it's been quite a it's been quite a week, I mean, my fridge gave out. I mean, having to deal with car trouble, but you know, I'm still standing. I mean, a lot of personal stuff going on, though, but not I mean, I'm still staying though. I mean, I'm still doing my thing, bring, you know, giving you guys this awesome podcast. I mean, I'm really excited for season 2 of Krypton coming in July. I mean, not July, excuse me. I stand corrected. June the twelfth. It's gonna be on June twelfth and man, it's gonna be one fun episode. And I don't wanna spoil it for you those who are listening to this podcast, so this morning uh it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun season. And we get to see Lobo, we get to see a whole lot of big bads, man. A whole lot of big bads. So, um, in other news, I'm going to be at the Phoenix Fan Fusion um, come next week on Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be pretty fun. I'm going to be there representing the podcast from Earth Two. Actually, going to be you know maybe taping it um, on my. I'm going to be taping it. You might see me, you know, get some Funko Pops, maybe some comic books. Who knows? I'm definitely gonna see Billy D. Williams. I'm gonna see um Amy Joe Johnson probably see Amy Joe Johnson for the Power Rangers. I mean, it's gonna be a really fun event. I mean, it's in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, if you're in the area and want to hang out, let me, shoot me, you know, shoot me a tweet or something. And hey, it'll be awesome. We'll be there all four days too, man. So having said that, we're gonna um get on to the episode of Hope or Krypton episode, I forgot what number it was, but it's called Hope. And I believe that this episode actually, that's the theme of this episode, is hope. Or at least the growing hope within seg L, our hero, who, in my opinion, is a hell of a lot like Superman, if I do say so myself. Or at least Superman inherited all his traits from Seg. Just the whole idea of heroism, and Helping one another, helping your fellow man or your fellow woman out, or even, heck, even helping out your enemy or someone who's hostile towards you. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's that's a hero right there, man. And I'm going to go into the more of that detail in the episode. So first in the episode, we actually see the voice of Rao killing a woman. And he just basically leaves her there for dead, and it becomes a crime scene, and The Sagittarii are investigating, and Nyssa tries to enlist the help of one of the Sagittarii. And the Sagittarii tells her, you know, I'm sorry, Nyssa, but I don't know what to tell you, but we're spread pretty thin here, kiddo. And can you blame him, though, at that point? Because think about it. All of Kandor, if not all of Krypton, is on martial law, okay? Because apparently the voice of Rao has been going a little AWOL. He's been acting a little, little unhinged because we all know he's... I mean, at least all of us and Team Seg know that he's controlled by Brainiac and he's not quite himself, okay? And the Sagittarius are kind of like on lockdown, so it's like, well, there's not much we can do. We can only deal with our own stuff. And apparently Primus Zod is, you know, sort of a traitor too, so she's kind of AWOL herself too, so there's that too. So, I mean, complete chaos in... Candor and we see a lot of it in the rankless level. I mean, sex is walking through, kinda shaking his head, and wondering, man, like I didn't imagine it getting down to this, and you can only imagine what Seg is going through. I mean, this cat just started off I mean, the thing about Seg L is just that he started off as a rankless, okay? Like I mean he was born into rank though, but growing up I'm talking about, he started in he just started off as a wrinkless dude, trying to live his life. I mean, getting into fights to get to make more money for his family. But then all of a sudden, to only be met by some strange dude, um, pun intended, wearing a Detroit Tigers baseball cap, telling him that, you know what, man, your grandson's going to be one of the greatest heroes known to man. And you can imagine what's going on through that, that dude's mind right now. It went from that to that like chaos in his home his own his home city his own planet he's just like what is going on like i didn't picture it i didn't i didn't expect this and seg is just you know he's just defeated he had to send cam to kryptonopolis to grieve for ona and he's also grieving for for adam strange even though he wasn't that much of a friend of his he he had to admit that he respected Adam. He has some respect for Adam and some respect for Deb too, though. But he also reflects on Adam saving his life from an exploding Ona, because Ona, if you remember from the last episode, was triggered as a bomb. So she basically died by blowing up, you know. And Seg feels remorse. You know, like I said, he feels remorse for losing Adam Strange, losing all his friends, he doesn't want to lose Lyta. And Lyta tells him that they don't want to. She's not going to lose him and they make love. And then we go into the next scene where Seg is having a nightmare about Brainiac and he's just somehow inside Brainiac's ship, I think it is. But Brainiac just pulls him in and tries to like, I want to say he tries to convert him. I don't know what he does to him, but something really crazy. And he just wakes up and he discovers that Lyta is missing because Lyta was with him on that night. They had they had like a little love making session. So we see Lita actually walking through walking through the Rinkless Town, and we do see that her grandson, Zod, is locked and loaded. And Zod is planning on using Doomsday to combat the voice of Rao. And Lyta actually goes along with it. At first she kind of questions it a little bit though, but then she goes along with it. Now we go into the next scene where We see Darren Vex at the custody of Black Zero, um, and we discover the name of the leader. And her name is Jax Ur, and she reflects on Darren betraying her and covering his tracks and being a coward. So the leader, so Jax Ur, was once a member of the Science Council, and something you know, which basically is the same council that Seg was a part of, as well as Val, and we see her injecting something in darren to get him to talk and and then you know we'll we'll kind of go into that a little bit in further detail because in the next scene we do see that seg jaina and nissa suspect that zod is getting doomsday and nissa makes a great point saying that and you thought i was going to be the one to screw you guys over huh (laughs) jokes on you now isn't it And then we go back to Zod, seeing that he talks about making the hard choices, and they talk about Doomsday. And he says that for a Zod, duty bound to protect our people by any means necessary. That's a Zod credo. Whereas with the House of El credo, it's like, Els don't give up. That's basically what it is. We're hopeful. So we discover that someone's following the Zods to Doomsday's lair. We don't quite know who it is until later on in the episode, and the good news is Seg is able to catch them. And he says that, "Look, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow you to do this. Like, in order to open up doomsday's lair, you're gonna need a blood of a zod and an L." And Zod surprisingly says, "I don't, I don't need you because I know who my father is." And shockingly enough, when um, Zod cuts his hand to um, draw the blood to open up the portal. Or to open up Doomsday's lair, we discover that he has not only the blood of an L or blood of a Zod, but a blood of an L, and we discover that he is both a Zod and an L, and not only that, Seg L, okay, is Zod's father, which means he's Jor El's brother, which means that Superman is Zod's nephew. And it's just a really shocking scene. And it's just, it's really interesting because, you know what I mean? It's a way to, I feel like it was a pretty cool twist to the Superman mythos to kind of tie that in. And you can kind of see Zod as an angry uncle who, at least in this universe, maybe he's like the last piece of, like Kara Zorel, who's actually basically the only family that Superman has besides Connor Kent and John Kent, even his own son. But then you have a Zod too. It's like, well, shoot, he's my uncle. And imagine, you know, I mean, if, if that if they were to really make that relation canon in the comics, just imagine, like, well, shoot, he's our uncle. You know, what I mean, and John Kent being like, well, that's my my granduncle's a tyrant. What about that? You know, a tyrannical general. I mean, just crazy, you know. But. We do, there's a little bit of a silver lining here because we do um, discover that um, Seg had Doomsday removed because he kind of, he would gain help because they both suspected that Zod would actually want to use um, Doomsday and this gets Zod really upset. But he says, you know what? Don't worry, I can find him. I can find Doomsday. And Nyssa contacts said telling him that there's a problem. But before we get into that, we're going back to the Jaxx-Ur and Darren scene and she is just having a fun time torturing um Nissa's dad, and she slams, and she slams him for doing nothing. And you can understand why, because here's a woman who was a member of one of the most prominent councils in Krypton, the Science Council, which is like up there with the Military Guild, only to be kicked out. And we find out why she was actually kicked out, and it was discovered that she was in trouble um, for working on the Codex, which was used for the Genesis Chamber. She was sent by Valel's dad death and by the time that Val-El was executed she knew she was going to be, it was only a matter of time before they were going to go for her so she um, mentions to Darren about the fire um, protocol and wants Darren to help her access it so we go back to the other scene with, with Doomsday and we discovered that um, the Doomsday container field is broken and when Doomsday breaks free, all hell breaks loose, that's it everyone's, everyone's in danger and the Siphonites actually warned Seg of this, and they're saying that, well, at this point, there's really nothing more you can do. We're just going to have to let Doom stay out. I mean, and Seg tries to get Val-El's, well, Val's hol- Val-El's holograms help, but Val is just like, well, shoot, man, I'm, out of, I'm fresh out of ideas. I mean, I don't know. So Zod actually takes a dig at Jaina and shoves her, you know, basically, and he even takes a dig at Seg, too, saying that, you know what, now I know why my mom didn't, you know, want to talk about you, because, dude, you're you're just, you know, you're nothing to me, man. And in a sense, you can kind of see why, you know, you can kind of begin to see why Zod actually becomes a little more, a little more of a villain, I guess, because, you know, I mean, I guess he felt like, at least with this Zod, he felt, like, he, I guess he felt kind of betrayed by Seg in that, you know, if Seg was willing to like not do anything, you know, I mean he's in his view, Seg didn't wasn't the ty- wouldn't be the type of guy to have the stomach to do anything to do anything necessary to save Krypton, you know what I mean? Like he was too soft, like he was not tough like a Zod. So um Lyta takes um her son's side and says that Jaina made her afraid while Jaina was telling her that look You don't get it. Um, Your son, my grandson, wants to rule Krypton. He wants to rule it with fear. And Lyta tells um, Jaina that actually, you made you that Jaina made her afraid. And Jaina tells her that you know what? I acknowledge that I saw your constant questioning as a weakness. So only to find out that it's your greatest strength. um, You're gonna have to make a choice between me or your grandson. I mean, me and your son. What's it gonna be? So we go back to Darren Vex trying to beg for his life, like typical Darren Vex, vintage Darren Vex. Okay, trying to beg, his, beg his way out of Black Zero captivity. He tries to tell Black Zero guard that he'd give him riches and all that, though. But the Black Zero guard doesn't want to have any of it. He's like, you know what? Okay, you know what, man, go away. I don't, I don't want to deal with you. Okay, my family died because of you or because of your guild. So you know what? I'm not buying it. Goodbye. So he leaves him. However, Dern, being the slick punk that he is, steals a key from the Black Zero guard, and he go- goes back to Candor um, to get himself a an unmarked skimmer, an untraceable untraceable skimmer. So going back to say um, to what's going on in the Doomsday toward sort of the Siphonite um, compound. Sig and Nyssa are captured by the um, Siphonites, and they tell them that um, they're planning on unleashing Doomsday to Kandor. And the woman that Sig saved, okay, the Siphonite woman spares Sig and Nyssa, but threatens to kill um, them if they try to stop her from unleashing Doomsday. Now, there's enough. Um, now, with the Zod, going back to the Zod family, there's, there's like a, a brewing within the Zod family, and General Zod challenges Jaina for the position of Primus it's grandson versus grandmother, and Jaina, being the honorable soldier that she is, accepts. And these two just duke it out, and Lyda's just distraught, but Zod gains the upper hand. But, you know, at first, but then Jaina eventually prevails. But before she can do the killing blow by choking him out, Lyta surprisingly shoots her. I mean, actually, not so surprisingly, too. She shoots her own mother. And you know, let's Zod. You know, I mean, basically, Zod gets really upset at her, saying that you know that was supposed to be um, I was supposed to fight to the death. I mean, you stole my honor. So they they discovered that Gina ran off, and Zod just brushes off. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's go. And we see that um, we see many scenes where Seg and Nissa bond, and and it comes to show that their relationships. Much more, well, Seg's relationship with Laita is beginning to like slowly, you know, slowly um, disappear because, I mean, Lighta be- did, in a sense, betray Seg by going along with Zod's plan to unleash Doomsday. And, you know, whereas Nissa, who is actually seen from the beginning as manipulative, maybe like an opportunist like Darren, is actually genuine. And that she loves she actually does you do see some love for Seg there. And you do see some love for Nissa within Seg. And it shows that both of them have grown up, obviously. So while Darren Vex is escaping from in his un, Untraceable Skimmer, um, Black Zero discovers this, but Jack sir, just smirks and says that, you know what? <laughs> He's not that slick and she presses a button and Darren Vex just screams like, you know, I mean, it's sort of a funny scene. And he's just like, "Yow!" you know, it's just like really screaming because she put something in him to like keep him on a leash. So he just goes down the outlands and we go back to Seg reflecting on Adam and Superman and his grand, you know, his grandson and Val. the Val L um, hologram tells him about the origins of the L sig- sigil and the symbol. And he tells Sega that the House of El means hope. The ancestors choose that symbol. It's like I was alluded to in the beginning. This episode is about hope. Hope for a better tomorrow. Hope for a prevail, even when things go to crap. And Val said it perfectly, and I quote, he says this, As long as there is an L on Krypton, there will always be hope. And hope can be a powerful weapon. Powerful quote, man. Powerful statement. And this is what gets um Seg to finally to really finally realize that, you know, look, the only way we're going to defeat Brainiac is by confronting him. So Seg discovers the voice of Rao the Voice of Raoul's used for the Genesis chamber and it's to power Brainiac's ship. He also discovers that Brainiac wants to use the city's generator. So Seg actually Grow, you know, this is where we really do see Shades of Superman here. He grows up and just matures from this rankless um, dude getting into bar fights and getting with the Primus' daughter to someone who is just cares a whole lot about his friends and cares about his home and just wants it to be, you know, wants it to be safe. And he gives, um, he gather, he actually unites the Sagittarius. And the Rankless, or Black Zero, into his temporary alliance, with Miss's help, of course. And he tells him to build a better tomorrow for Candor. It sounds a lot like his grandfather, and definitely a lot like Superman. And, you know, I mean, at first the Sagittari and the Black Zero are just like grump, you know, they're grudgingly, you know, admitting that, you know, maybe they need to work together, though, but after all is said and done. They can do whatever, and you know they'll take Black Zero. And Black Zero is Black Zero is basically like, okay, do your worst. So, but we're gonna have to do what we're gonna have to do. So before we get into that, we see Jaina Zod is just wounded. But you know, you gotta give it to Jaina Zod; she is as tough as nails. And you know, just walking, you know, walking, you know, still walking out with a wound on her, on her side, or on her flank. But we discovered that her brother saves her. When he sees her wounded, he just picks her up and goes to save her, and I think that's a really cool scene. And I think I hope to, I hope to see more of the brother in the next season. That'll be really awesome, just to know his story and know how he came to be. So we do see um, Jacks Ur going to the Genesis Chamber, and she actually accesses the fire um, the fire protocol that she got from Durin Vex. And she makes a little reference from flame, you know, by mentioning Flamebird. Now, for those of you who don't know, Flamebird was a Kryptonian hero along with Nightwing, which is actually the current alias of Dick Grayson, his current um, alter ego. Now, a little bit about Nightwing and Flamebird. Nightwing was a Kryptonian, kind of a, vi- a Kryptonian vigilante. A legendary one at that, and this is Clark tells Dick Grayson this story, and that's how he becomes Nightwing. And he also mentions Flamebird, who was also Nightwing's partner. So it was kind of like a Bat, a Krypton Bat, a Kryptonian Batman and Robin, Nightwing and Flamebird. And there was even a comic based on Nightwing and Flamebird, um, where Chris Kent, the son of Zod, partnered with um, a, a Kryptonian woman. I forgot her name though, but she was Flamebird, and he was Nightwing. So. Love lot of it i mean there was, there was that easter egg and um they're able so when Jaxer accesses the to ta- that part of the genesis chamber we discovered that there's um a series of clones that of the most ranked houses so basically it's sort of like a the house's way to cheat death and to obtain immortality so seg um as he's gathering his um the Sagittarii in Black Zero, he gives um, Nyssa his Kryptonian crystal and that he trusts Nyssa even more than Lyta. So there, there's definitely a bond there. And he tells her, like, if stuff goes out, if stuff gets real, if, if things go bad, I want you to flee, okay? Leave without me. And you can definitely see, like, the sadness in Nyssa's face. Like, she doesn't want to leave him. So Seg and his um, band of rebels, if you will, spot the voice of Rao, who poetically uses their fear and their fear of differences to kill each other. So Seg obviously doesn't get killed, though, but he kind of goes Emperor Palpatine on both the Sagittari and the Black Zero um, peeps by using powers to manipulate their the way they're aiming their guns at him. So he actually gets them to aim their guns at each other and they just shoot each other. And he uses her difference, and he actually levitates Seg and tries to kill him, though. But only for Nissa to save Seg's life, and um, they actually make love. And you can definitely see that um, Nissa and, and Seg really do love each other. And then they run off to go. They run up when they see um, when they see like all of Candor like Candor force field is going down and then like Brainiac's starting to regenerate because Nissa stabs the voice of Rao in the back of the head and he just explodes, but only for Brainiac to come back in his place so yeah, and that's when the celebration is cut short and Brainiac declares Krypton is his, so that's pretty much the end of the episode, but before that even, we do see that Zod and Lyta um, talk about Val-El and that he could be the one to destroy Doomsday, and it's actually discovered from from M'zod that Val El did not really die. So we're going to see how that pans out in the next episode. So that wraps it up for this episode for the Krypton Cast and the podcast from Earth Two. Um, don't forget to don't forget to follow us on Twitter at pfe2 underscore or me on Twitter as well at Brian's Comics underscore one, and of course follow us on Instagram. You know, same thing pfe underscore two Brian's comics underscore one and i'm gonna you know we're pretty much gonna do like the um last the season finale of krypton next week it's gonna be uh it's gonna be that one you know it's gonna be a really cool episode um i've just to see it again be really cool and really shocking too and it's a prelude to of course obviously season two of krypton which i to me, it's gonna be really exciting. I mean, we're gonna see a whole lot again, like Lobo, Zod, Doomsday. We're gonna we're gonna be seeing a whole lot of peeps and a whole lot of villains, just and characters coming out of the woodwork. So that's gonna be a pretty exciting season. I'm really excited. So that wraps up for this episode. And remember, constant listeners, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from mert 16 signing out.